Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Good John Bergman. He is an Iceland native, the author of 30 books, and a personal coach and mindfulness teacher. I have Dr. Wayne Buckhannon. He's a geek who loves people in teaching, training, working with human development professionals. The question I have for the two of you today, in an increasingly high-tech world, how are you using high-touch to be your competitive advantage? Wayne, kick us off. I find that the technology added with introversion means that I tend to to just lean into it more rather than less for the high touch. So things like this, where we actually have a chance to interact with folks that I wouldn't otherwise be in physical contact with, never having been in the same room with you, even though we've been on hours and hours of Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, a lot of it comes down to recognizing who's there in the shared virtual space and, and just being present and acknowledging and, and digging in and, you know, pulling up, are you making sure you're wearing your ankle brace? You know, things like that, that just, you know, little things, but they add up and, and caring for that person on the other end of the technology. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with Wayne. I used to go to all these uh, networking events before COVID, and I still haven't found myself going back out there. <laughs> so I kind of miss that face-to-face -face interaction. I think starting uh, next year, I'm making an effort to go to at least one or two per month where I actually go and meet people where there may be a speaker where I can shake hands. This is great. And, and I think I've leaned into Zoom more than just about anything else mm -hmm. for these past couple of years. And meet with friends, meet with uh, co-workers, meet with clients. I think even just my coaching business wouldn't be what it is today without Zoom. I just looked at the list of my clients. They come from all over uh, America and Canada. If it was just people who lived in my area, I, I wouldn't be doing this. So mm -hmm. I think that's really the high touch part is having the communications as personal as possible while still maintaining some professional balance, of course. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Yeah, I do feel necessary. like it's easy to hide behind technology, like difficult conversations shouldn't be had via email or text. Yeah. And I, I do think that it's easy to hide behind them. And I think part of what makes me unique in the high touch kind of space is I'm available for my clients. So if they need to have a phone call or a Zoom call or even just a text conversation, I can be available, but it's the technology that has allowed that to happen to both of your points. So I think you can be high touch and use technology at the same time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the two work hand in glove at, at, by this point. And I think COVID really accelerated the number of communications that we have like this and people's comfortability with just doing it like this. And I think people have adapted to have deeper, more meaningful relationships to something like this, where they felt like, oh, this is so impersonal. I can't do this. I need to meet people face to face. Mm -hmm. I think people have adapted to it and go, well, you know what? If the choice is between this and getting into my car, driving for half an hour, waiting for the other person to show up, and then, you know, sitting for an hour, then driving back home half an hour, if we can just have an hour long conversation, I'd, I'd much prefer that and then just eat at home. 
So if you were going to give someone advice on how to be high touch using tech, what kind of advice would you give them? I think it's the same thing that I'm recognizing is what makes the the high touch work face-to-face in the same place. It's not the touch piece for me. I've gotten feedback that apparently I'm really, really present. Being there, interacting with the person in front of you, whether virtually or physically, can make a huge difference on the high-touch side of things. It drives certain people nuts that they can't reach me because I have my phone on silent and I only pull it out when I'm ready to interact with that side of things. But turning off the technology actually means that when I'm using it, I'm using it more effectively. Yeah, I think that that point of presence of being present, I mean, in a seriously distracted world, seriously, I mean, like, you go anywhere, you see people, they're just, their mind is so scattered all over the place and phones and any device, everything. I think it's the biggest present you can give somebody is just being there, being present, being focused on them. And I think it's such a rarity even that people... I've noticed some people don't know exactly what to do with it in the beginning. They're going like, okay, I'm getting a lot of attention here, but then they learn to appreciate that. The feedback that I get on Zoom is people say to me a lot, I love your energy. And what's interesting to me is that I've also had people say, I can't connect with people because I can't feel their energy via Zoom. And those two things are so incompatible to me. What do you think makes that difference? That's an interesting question. I, I've, I've gotten the same feedback. People say, oh, you're so grounded. That's been like the thing that I've gotten for the past couple of months is like, oh, you're so grounded. And I, I guess that's what I try to prepare for when I come into a session is to being present, being grounded, being there for somebody else. But yeah, it's interesting how people can't, if they can't perceive energy, then it has to be the person speaking, not projecting Mm. their energy not fully being there being mm-hmm. distracted somehow mm. uh, I've, I've looked over the shoulder of my wife she does a lot of zoom she works in technology and they do a lot of zoom meetings all day and mm-hmm. I see how people are not there but they're there I, I, I don't listen in on all her meetings I bring her coffee every now and then but I yeah. see that somebody is on their phone that somebody is typing on their keyboard that somebody is really not there. Seth Godin talked about that. He says, don't call a meeting just to show that you can call a meeting. Call a meeting yeah. where you, where people actually can contribute. And if they can't contribute, send out a memo. Don't have a meeting to show that you can call everybody in for a meeting. When we were in person, I was rarely present for meetings. I mean, I would check in, I would be there for the parts of the conversation that seemed relevant. But mm-hmm. if that same energy of I'm doing this because I need to be here transfers over into zoom, then yeah, of course you're not going to get energy from the other person. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think there's a different dynamic when it's larger groups versus one-on-one or smaller groups Mm -hmm. that yeah, getting the energy from people in a larger group is always a challenge, right? Even in the physical space, you lose half the people. So mm-hmm. that's, I think that this is just, it's, it's amplifying the need to be present, the need to be prepared, the need to make sure that you are doing what you want from the other side. So go first. Mm-hmm. If you want them to have the energy, then have the energy. If you're, you know, what was the phrase I heard recently was some friends are batteries not included. Like 
Oh. You need to bring the energy to get them started. And if that's always the case, then you need to know that. But maybe there's a pattern here. That person just has a different vibe than you. And you're never going to get the thing that you want out of them. I do feel like part of being high touch on technology is the willingness to focus, the willingness to look at a camera like you're looking at the human being. And I think that that is harder for some people than it is for others. I know sometimes when I'm on the phone, um, like with my sister or something, I might be cooking or weeding or whatever. I can still focus on her and our conversation and be present because what I'm doing doesn't take mental thought. Like chopping vegetables isn't something you think about. You just keep your fingers out of the way of the knife. But if, if you're on a meeting with someone and it's not requiring all of your mental focus, you were invited for some random reason for some one small part of it. Yeah, you're going to be looking at things. And I know when I work with clients, if I, I will tell them beforehand, I'm going to take notes. So if I do look down and look at you know my note taking, they know I'm still listening. I'm just taking notes, which you can't see on Zoom. So I think that's part of being able to be high touch using tech as well. I really like that idea of framing. Hey, here's, I'm, I'm intending to be fully engaged. So frame for your own sake, but also if you see these behaviors, here's how to interpret them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You can't see the entire body. So body language interpretation becomes harder in a space like Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, you can't see the micro you know, things and, and, and the activities that people are doing. You just see the, their passport picture and, and that's it. Yep, exactly. Well, I appreciate the two of you being present and high touch for this particular conversation. Thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.